This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. Good morning and welcome to the Ipswich Community Youth Service Layback Hour. My name is Andrew and I'm your host. Thanks for listening in today. Uh, we are here from Ipswich Community Youth Service, Gets Out to Work Program and the Care to Work Project. Uh, both of which are funded by the Queensland Government under the Skilling Queenslanders for Work initiative. Listeners, uh, we will chat with Sarah from Fast First Aid. Uh, this amazing and well-run business uh, is South East Queensland's leading first aid and mental health training provider. Um, there's public courses and also workplace training available, so uh, please listen in. Um, listeners, if you have listened to the last few episodes uh, of the Layback Hour, you'll know uh, we have a course for 18 to 28-year-olds. We are lowering it to 17-year-olds. Uh, for anyone wanting to do an entry-level course in the community services, early childhood sector, um, we have one starting on the 19th of April. Uh, we have a number of uh, childcare centres ready to take students on for placement and possible employment. Um, do not miss... Uh, great opportunity. Uh, it is a free course and can be at the start of an amazing career in these industries. So if you do have any um, people that you know or you're interested yourself, please uh, reach out to me um, at Ipswich Community Youth Service because like I said, it starts on the 19th of April, so uh, time's running out. Listeners, up now we have uh, Sarah from Fast First Aid Training. Morning, Sarah. Good morning. Thanks for joining us on the radio this morning. It's my pleasure. It's nice to be on, on the call with you today. Cool. Thank you. Okay, Sarah, could we please ask you when FAST First Aid Training was established? Well, we established back in 2011, but actually as Ipswich First Aid and CPR. And then in probably 2014, 15, we went through a growth period and we actually upgraded to uh, FAST First Aid Training and... Um, and service more of Ipswich, Brisbane, Toowoomba and, and actually grew quite substantially. So back in 2011 is yeah. when we actually started. Okay, so you've been around a while. A little while now. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, what made you want to start this business? Look, I, education is one of my passions. It's one of my core values and it's... It's, it's a topic that we all need to we all need to learn. We all need to know how to help someone in need. Yep, I totally agree with that. Uh, I've uh, done my first aid for years and years, and it's I've never had to use it, but I always um, touch wood. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> touch wood, and hopefully I never have to. But it's here if I do need it. Um, what was your role prior to starting Fast First Aid? I was actually in the fitness industry. So my background, I'm actually nutrition psychologist uh, trained and personal trainer and health and wellbeing coach. So wow. a little bit of a left turn, but still all about, you know, health, wellness, training and education. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So you've been around quite a while in this sort of, or not only this sector, but in the health sector. So that's, um, you can see why you've swapped over. Yeah, it was sort of a, a nice transition. It was um, a pretty a smooth transition for me. I was teaching um, 
the Cert 3-4 in fitness. I was teaching diploma in marketing and and um, a few other diploma level courses. And when I want to do, I want to run my own business and I want to teach a, a topic that I think is important for everybody to do, um, hence, yeah, changing into first aid. Yeah, that's fantastic. So how long have you been in, like, the industry for um, teaching, like, first aid? Now I'm going to start showing my age if I start answering questions like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably around 2008-ish. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what about um, staff and trainers? How many do you have on board at Fast First Aid? Well, it used to be little old me. I used to do the training, the IT, the, the, you name it, I did it. Um, we've gone through various steps of growth and we're up to about 11 staff now. Okay, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah, getting bigger and bigger. So that just shows that, um, you know, it's going strong. Yeah, the growth has come in the last three years. So we've had um, sort of tripled the business in the last three years. And I'm really proud of my team and what we do and what we represent. Yeah, uh, full credit to you. What are the various courses Fast First Aid run? Well, we're not your average first aid training company. Um, we do your normal first aid um, courses like CPR, um, provide first aid, um, first aid for childcare, low voltage rescue, which it, our electricians need that. Um, but we also, I don't believe it stops there. We do um, programs for, for students and youth as well. So I teach Street Smart Safety and Wellbeing, which is I'm very passionate about. Um, I think our teens need to know how to save a mate, have if something happens. Um, so we they don't get a bandage, they don't get a sling, they get a, a, a chopstick and a fork and a tea towel and say, fix a bleed, because that's what's going to happen if they're at a party or, yep. or out on the street. So street smart safety is really important to me. Um, we teach an allergy program for our younger kids. I'm just learning about asthma and anaphylaxis. Parenting first aid, because uh, let's face it, kids don't come with a handbook. Um, and then mental health and well-being um obviously with my background i'm extremely passionate about um so we teach uh courses like mental health awareness um communication which is the key to everything conflict resolution self-care burnout recovery we've got some aquatic programs um on the on the scope now so yeah we're definitely not your average boring first day training company no, definitely not by the sounds of that. I didn't realise you had so many, so that's pretty impressive again. Uh, what's the cost to participate in, say, CPR or just the first aid? And um, how long does a certificate take to come after they've completed it? Yep, so CPR, it depends if we, we do a lot of corporate groups where we oh, might yeah. train... 50, 100, 150 people. So obviously, you know, the price goes down, but around $55 for CPR for someone to to do that course. And your certificate, you actually get the same day. Sometimes within the hour of completing the course, you'll have the certificate. Yeah. Uh, the bonus for our corporate clients is the student gets the certificate and so does the business. So they're not chasing people for certificates. So it's pretty quick and automated these days. Yeah, for sure. And what about just, say, the first aid itself, not just CPR, first aid just for a general public person? What would that cost? Yeah, so first aid includes CPR. That's the one you've got to do every oh, okay. three years. Yep. Um, and that one is 145 Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Why do you think it's so important for people to learn first aid? 
is, this is what blows my mind, the statistic is 95% of the time you have to perform CPR or first aid, it's on someone that you know. So a lot of people do first aid and CPR because it, it's actually illegal. It's a legislative requirement for business and we do it for workplaces. But isn't that crazy? 95% of the time it's on someone you know. So if my, my child, my mother-in-law, my friend was in need, I'd want to know what to do. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, it's normally those uh, family members and that, that uh, probably live with you or you know you see on a regular basis. That's right. You've got an elderly parent, um, you've got a child that's choking, you know, a lot of the injuries and, and first aid accidents happen in, in the home. Yeah, for sure. And I suppose, like, you know, for someone like me that's 50 and so on, like, you know, we see a lot of males and men sort of having heart attacks and stuff around that age. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, any age requirements, Sarah, for the course? Um, not really. We actually are, are really happy to, to work with um, our youth and teach them first aid. Um, we've done groups where the students have been around eight um, okay. to do full first aid. Um, you know, if someone can't get childcare and they need to bring their child to class, we, we encourage that. They're learning something. They're seeing something. We give them a go on the mannequin. You know, it's we're just really passionate about about the more people know, the better. Um, but we can, yeah, modify and teach. You know, six, seven, eight year olds. Yeah. Okay. So you know, strongly encourage um, people to obtain a certificate or you know the first aid as early as they can. Yeah, especially our teens um, that are at, at risk. Um, or they're applying for a job. If you've got CPR or first aid certificate on your resume, it could make the difference between you and the next candidate. So from an, a, an employment perspective, you know, it's a great idea. Also being able to help or save the life of someone you love or care about. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree there. You spoke earlier about different locations. What's the sort of main locations, um, Sarah, that you operate from and uh, how often? Well, we run about 15 to 20 public courses in the Ipswich area, which anyone is more than welcome to register and attend. And they, they're anywhere from Brussel um, through to Mount Omni. So um, Brussel, Ipswich, Goodnar, Dara, um, yep. Carolee, I missed. Um, so, yeah, we, we run about 15 across those locations. And then we corporate business-wise, we, we're travelling anywhere from Ipswich, Brisbane, Toowoomba, Gold Coast. Um, we get around. Yeah, you get out and about quite a bit. That's good. Yeah. Uh, is there training available, say, mornings, afternoons, evenings? Do you do courses on weekends? What's the flexibility like? Yeah, look, we have to try and um, work with people's rosters and schedules. So you'll find on the training calendar there's always options for morning, afternoon, evening, weekend, yep. and they get sort of scattered through the week and through the month, just trying to make it easier for people to book in. Okay, sweet. Um, in regards to fast first aid, I suppose it doesn't only cater for individual or workplaces. You can um, cater for schools, uh, sporting clubs, churches, things like that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we're ha- we, we've worked with a vast variety of groups. Um, 
from yeah, sporting clubs, schools. We we do work um, with pharmacists, um, construction sites. You'd yep. be surprised at some of the places I've trained. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's great. Getting out and about, sort of to anyone and everyone. Absolutely. If a workplace uh, or sporting club want to use um, fast first aid, is there a minimum number required? For us to come to the location, we work on about a minimum of eight. Okay. Um, but again, we're always happy to have a chat to that that group and see how we can look after them. Um, we find some of our smaller groups are happy just to come to the public courses and um, people can go on a date and time that suits them. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Thank you for that. Sarah, can you please give us some information around the mental health, wellbeing, self-care courses that you run there? Yeah, more than happy to. It's become such a, a crucial topic um, that we educate people on and it's actually been um, legislated now that businesses are required to manage um, the psychosocial hazards and risks of a pl- first of a workplace. So from the 1st of April, it's now under the WorkSafe Act. We've been teaching these classes for about two years now because we know that if um, we're looking after our team's mental health, their work performance is better, um, staff morale is better, um, engagement's better. There's just so many benefits. So we think it's important that um, staff understand mental health awareness and how to approach someone if they think that they are in need. So we have a a three-step action plan to help people identify that. Um, We run the communications courses, which is so so critical that we're all communicating effectively. And then self-care, we just don't do enough of it or we put it at the bottom of the to-do list. So we actually teach a two-minute toilet cubicle meditation. So if you're at work, at home, you need to take a time out, um, and you don't have time to do a 10-minute meditation session, we can actually give you some strategies that you can literally do on the loop. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so there's, there's no excuse for not looking after your self-care. Um, and burnout is – we're actually the highest country in the world for burnout rate, which – really breaks my heart you know we're considered the lucky country and we've got the highest rate of burnout in the world so you know finding those little moments to take time out for self-care is is really important yeah for sure and that probably leads into my next sort of question i was going to say how um how big burnout is across sort of australia and uh, you know all the workplaces that were worked in. I've been there myself. I'd say most people of um, my age have probably had some sort of burnout, and it's due to not sort of um, taking care of yourself or giving your time away. Um, I suppose getting back to it, it's a responsibility of both the employer and the individual, isn't it? Yeah, one hundred percent. The workplace needs to have the the support in place we need to be looking at reducing the risks and whether we need to look at you know rosters or workloads or or what we can do to reduce the risk having support available to our our teams but then we all need to take responsibility for our own actions it's like what what are we doing to as individuals to to look after our health for sure. um i think communication is is 
a big part of it and where a lot of the stress comes from um, is if we're not if we don't communicate clearly there's a lot of interpretation which raises stress levels which affects burnout levels so yeah. i think a lot of it comes down to how we talk to each other and how we communicate yep yeah, no oh, i totally agree there well done mm. do you get positive feedback from businesses or individuals that have um, completed these courses um stating that it has helped them um if so what are the main areas of the courses that they think are a bit beneficial to them uh the mental health the 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 the, the best feedback we seem to get is around our four-step communication plan, the fact that, that there's really simple steps to avoid conflict or reduce conflict. Um, you just love seeing that aha moment on, you know, a student's face when they go, oh, my God, goodness, that's how easy it is. So um, the biggest feedback we get is around those four steps in communication and our two-minute toilet cubicle meditation. Everyone loves that one. Yeah, okay. I'm going to have to try that one. <laughs> you can't find me. I'm in the loop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, with all the courses, is there an online component prior to completing the practical component? Um, if so, does it vary much between the different courses? Yep, great question. So CPR and first aid, times have changed. On a long seven-hour or two-day face-to-face courses, you can actually do a blended delivery now, which saves a lot of time. So you do maybe half an hour or an hour of online learning, and then you come and just do the fun stuff with me. So we're doing the hands-on practical on the mannequins, or we've got the bandages out or the slings out. So it's all very hands-on, um, and it's a lot more more time efficient if people still want to do face-to-face because they feel their their team um, are not comfortable with the online learning, we can still um, do the the full course 100% face-to-face. But the blended delivery um, is certainly the most popular because it's the most time efficient. Yeah, for sure. And I know um, at ICYS we've been using you guys for quite a while and um, yeah. Yeah, I've found it so um, so much uh, more beneficial to me because you're just, like you said, you're not wasting a full day like in a classroom or anything like that. So it is great. Yeah. Um, does Fast First Aid have uh, first aid kits for sale? Do they vary in size and cost? Yep, for sure. So we've got a full shop on the website. So from something as small as something that can fit in your glove box to a first aid kit that, you know, a full construction style company might need. Um, So, yeah, defibs, first aid kits and all the supplies in between are available in the shop. Okay, that's great. Perfect. How best uh, can employers, individual groups uh, contact you about participating uh, in your wonderful courses? Probably the website is the easiest, um, which is fastfirstaidtraining.com.au and from there they'll find the phone number or the email address if they want to reach us directly. Okay, that's perfect, thank you. Listeners, uh, we've been speaking today with Sarah from Fast First Aid, uh, so we're going to finish off in style and ask Sarah some relaxed questions about herself. Ready to go, Sarah? Go for it. Beautiful. If you could live anywhere, where would it be? Easy, Bali. Bali. Oh, okay. We had a recent um, guest say that as well. That's my happy place. I go there twice a year. Okay. I've got to look after my own mental health. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, What's your biggest fear? 
heights. <laughs> okay. Yep. But you don't mind flying in a plane over to Bali twice a year? No, I can I can I can cope with that. Put me on a ladder, and, I, and I'm in I'm in trouble. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. <laughs> what makes you laugh the most, Sarah? My children. Okay. Honestly, yeah, the antics that they get up to, they put a smile on my face when they're not annoying me. Ah, uh, there you go. Perfect. Good stuff. Uh, what would you sing at a karaoke night? I'd be in the bathroom. You would not get me up at oh, karaoke. Can't get you up there at all. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Right. Wouldn't happen. <laughs> Do you like or dislike surprises? Why or why not? Look, I'm not a big surprise fan. I'm a bit of a control freak. Yeah, okay. Sorry. No, that's all good. Um, how would your friends describe you, Sarah? Uh, as loyal. Okay, that's a good one. You can't get any better than that. Yeah. Okay, uh, what are your hobbies away from, uh, I suppose, work and family? Um, I'm an avid reader and I have recently picked up the paintbrush again. So right. it's nice to be painting okay. and, char- and charcoal, but painting at the moment. Do you do that with a glass of red on the side while you paint? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I think painters do that, not that I'm a painter. <laughs> um, if you could share a meal with any four individuals, living or dead, who would they be? Yeah, I got, I got, I got stuck with four. I would honestly love. Um, I think Princess Diana would be a really interesting person oh, yeah. to have some one-on-one time with. I think she has a fascinating life, and I'd love to have um, lunch with my mum and my grandma. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. That's fair enough. Um, what's your? Oh, actually, you're going to nail this one already. What's your favourite <laughs> holiday destination? I think yeah, you've already said Bali, it. But- I do Bali in a little bit differently. I don't do tourist Bali. I do spiritual, hidden away Bali. So, oh, do you go up into yeah. the hills up to Ubud and stuff? I, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, okay. I love that monkle, monkey temple or whatever it is up there. That's great. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty special place. Yeah. Um, what three items would you take with you on a deserted island? Right, now if we're going to be honest, the wine gets packed. <laughs> and it's, it's a crate, it's not a bottle. <laughs> That's right. We're not talking about yet. So the wine, the book, um, and, well, I've got to have snacks. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Uh, if you were ruler of your own country, what would be the four, first law you would introduce? Self-care. Self-care, okay. That's a good one. Yep. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, okay, last question from producer Russell. <laughs> yeah, Marvel and DC, and why? Oh, look, Marvel. I don't. Yeah, it's probably something I grew up with a little bit more. Something that my kids have been a little bit more into. So I'm going Marvel. Okay. Yep. He's giving you the thumbs up. So great stuff. Good answer. Oh, good answer. Done <laughs> <laughs> <Damn> well. <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah, so thanks for joining us um, today, Sarah. We really appreciate you coming on board and um, giving us your time and speaking about your business. Uh, We'll promote that as much as possible for you. So um, thanks very much, and uh, no doubt we'll see you uh, around at ICYS at some stage. I'm sure we will. It's been a pleasure, and I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you today. Yeah, great stuff. Beautiful. Stay okay. Safe. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, listeners, that's all we have uh, time for today, so uh, thanks for listening in. 
Um, we do really appreciate it. And also, like I mentioned earlier, we do have the Cert 2 Community Services Early Childhood commencing on the 19th of April. So there is still a few places available. So if you know of anyone or if you're interested in doing it yourself, please get in contact with me. Um, big thanks to Sarah from uh, Fast First Aid for coming on board and talking about her business and the wonderful work that they do, uh, especially around the mental health self-care as well. Um, so thank you, Sarah. Um, as per usual, big thanks to producer Russell, his management and the team here at uh, USQ Springfield. Uh, very grateful for your continued support every fortnight um, and, you know, giving our young people an opportunity and hopefully in the next few weeks we'll have some young people on board to, to co-host with us. Um, that's all we have time for today on the ICYS Layback Hour. Be kind, be safe and goodbye.